0: And D.C., we're just hoping that you listen. Welcome to the Washington football team preview show. I am Amit, that is KDOT, and what the fuck did we see on Sunday? We're not going to talk a whole lot about that, but we are going to begin with the Washington football team defense just looking terrible, absolutely awful. So we're going to ask the question, do we need to adjust our expectations for that unit? We thought it was going to be elite. We thought it was going to be a top two, top three unit do we need to adjust our expectations? So we're going to begin with that, but then this is the preview show. We are going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to go through the three games so far. going to ask KDOT what his thoughts on the Falcons season is going to be, and then is this a must-win game already in week four? We're then going to get into the injury report. At the time of this recording, it's Wednesday, so we're going to have a couple did-not-practices, but doesn't necessarily mean they're going to miss the game, but we're going to report it nonetheless. And then we're going to get into the Washington football team offense against the Atlanta Falcons defense and the Washington football team defense against the Atlanta Falcons offense. See what needs to be done in order to win this football game. And we conclude with predictions as we always do, including any prop bets you may like. But let's begin with this elephant in the room. And KDOT, welcome. The floor is about to be yours. What the hell is wrong with this defense we just gave up 43 points to buffalo josh allen was sort of cold entering the game he left scorching hot what's going on
1: with them who the fuck knows no it's uh, <laughs> this has been that 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 to me has been the biggest it's just the biggest disappointment by far when it comes to this team, and there's nothing you can really hang your hat on because we were hoping after last week we'd have an idea as far as exactly what this team is consisting of, and we don't. And we don't understand what the hell the defense is doing, period. I mean, there's a myriad of things that I could point to and say, all right, that's wrong, they're doing that wrong, they're not doing this correct. Um, the defensive line, there the issues there as far as getting any pressure. Now, a lot of people want to look at Chase Young because of the fact that he has no sex, which, yeah, you got to hold Chase Young accountable to that, but there's also an element of a lot of the offenses are scheming to make sure that he's not getting a lot of looks. Now, I know online people, a lot of people are saying he's getting double-teamed. He's not getting double-teamed that much. But there's very much um, a name that I'm starting to realize when I when I start seeing him play, which is Brian Arakpo. And it, it, it feels as though he's being one-note. And Arakpo, to me, was always a guy who – look, when we had Arakpo and Kerrigan, nobody was complaining for a very long time. I mean, Pro Bowl, quality fucking player. but when you start noticing every single play, you saw him flailing with his arms up that he was getting held. And basically the refs are like, look, they're doing it every play. Just do something else. It feels as though there's a lot of times where you see Chase is almost there, but he's just off. And there were a few times there in this where you could just see it look like he was dejected. But off of Chase, the defensive line themselves are not doing a whole lot as far as generating pressure. The secondary is not doing a good job covering anyone. So that when the pressure does get there – the quarterback automatically has something that they can get they can get the ball out to. So, yeah, Justin Herbert did it all day. Daniel Jones did it all day. And then we got Josh Allen did it all day. They, we weren't getting home. And even when we're getting around it, we get a hand or two on the quarterback. Now, we'll give it the three guys that we've come up against are bigger guys that are harder to take down, and they are fairly mobile. Now, I know a lot of guys look at the white quarterbacks. There's a lot of them that can move around the league nowadays. All right? Um, so, I mean, it, it's not like – Daniel Jones plays like Tom Brady against Washington. So it's a weird thing. It's a weird dynamic with him. But you talk about Herbert and you're talking about Allen. Those are two guys that – shit Last year we were both looking at him as top five, right? So it's like at least Allen, Herbert was one of those guys that looked like he was trending completely upward. Absolutely. And Chargers look great now, right? It's just the secondary, you got guys look like they're playing man. Some other guys look like they're playing cover two. No communication. The, uh, the linebackers, same issue. It's all about every week. These guys look out of position a lot of times. Jamie Davis has looked good at times, but then I don't know—is he Mike? Is he the guy who has the green dot? Is he the one that's calling out the different schemes? Because if it is, it ain't working. Is it? Is it Bostic? Maybe it was Bostic last year. Did they take that away from Bostic? Is Bostic not on the field as much? Because I mean, I didn't want Bostic go to field that much because he was a liability in coverage. But shit, maybe we need him there to do things. Like I, I just don't know. Landon Collins doesn't look good. We, we, Landon Collins, when he left last year, the defense got better. Like, the, the, that to me is almost, I'm looking for that. Where the hell is Jeremy Reeves? Get his ass off the practice squad. Put him back there in the backfield. Do something. There's, they need a spark. They, There's no spark. Uh,
0: they absolutely need a spark, and I think you were spot on. Now, I will say, uh, and this was actually a surprise to me, and it'll probably be a surprise to you, we are second, tied for second in terms of pressuring the quarterback, believe it or not. Doesn't feel like it, right? Because we're not sacking them. We've only got six sacks so far. Three to Jonathan Allen. We got two to Montez Sweat. 161 players have at least half a sack. Chase Young and Deron Payne are both at zero through three games. That is inexcusable. And I actually rewatched a whole lot of the Buffalo game because I had to go, what the hell? what the fuck happened and let me tell you chase young is a lightning rod for this team he is the number two overall pick from last season defensive rookie of the year expectations are going to be high and so are the criticisms zero sacks he was getting one-on-one almost all day there were actually not that many double teams for those of you that are saying there were there weren't He got chipped a couple times, but overall, he's one-on-one with Daryl Williams, who was an All-Pro in 2017. He's a respectable tackle, but against the Atlanta Falcons, and we'll get into Caleb McGarry, that's his name, former first-round pick for them, that guy looks like a turnstile right now. If he cannot get a sack against Caleb McGarry or at least get in the quarterback's face, because I've yet to see it, he has one quarterback knocked down. We're not even talking sacks anymore. One quarterback knocked down through three games. We've got a
1: big, big problem. So when you were rewatching the Buffalo film, right? I, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it a buck here with you. There were a couple times in that game that I was I was sitting there watching the game with our mutual friend Lexi uh, this last weekend, and I don't want to say it because it hurts me to say because I love Chase Young. Were there some times where it looked like he gave up? Yes. Like near the end, like it, like there were definitely like the moments that I always thought was so awesome about Chase was that last year, regardless of the play, regardless of the running back was gone 25 yards, he was there running full tilt the entire time, and it didn't feel like he was giving it that uh, absolutely. And here's the thing I don't know if you
0: saw Brian Baldinger's you know, like film analysis, he puts that out now and then, and he said the thing with the Washington football defense. Washington football team defenses, the lack of effort. He's like, dude, I can't even talk about the X's and O's. These guys just aren't even trying. And he said Buffalo was kind that they only put up 43 points on us. He said they could have put up much more against us. Chase Young's current highlight. And look, I know we're bashing Chase Young right now. We love Chase Young. I just want to make that clear. We love that guy and because we know what he can be. We know what he has been. So if he's going through a rut, fine. We're just venting. That's all we're doing. But Chase Young's current season highlight is running alongside Saquon Barkley when he had that 41-yard run with the Giants. That's it. You showed off the athleticism. It's as simple as that, but that cannot be your season highlight. Again, with these Atlanta Falcons, we're going against a non-mobile quarterback. It should really help. Speaking of that, speaking of mobile quarterbacks, I wanted to go through last season's wins that we had. Because the question is, do we need to adjust expectations here, KDOT? And here we go. The quarterbacks that we beat last season, Carson Wentz, that was week one. We were down 17-0, came back. He had an entire backup offensive line. Our D-line looked ferocious. Chase Young, in fact, uh, forced a couple fumbles that game, if you remember. So he hit the ground running. Not that great. Not that great. (laughs) So Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton twice with the Cowboys, including one where Ben DiNucci came in relief. Ryan Finley and Joe Burrow had that season-ending injury. He looks good now. Joe Burrow does, but Ryan Finley for the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger, definitely a feather in the cap. There, they were eleven and zero at the time. Excellent, excellent win. But you can see Ben is more or less dead at this point. And Nick worst Mullins, undefeated,
1: worst eleven zero team of all time. But they <laughs>
0: fell apart after that loss to the Washington Football Team, and, and then they lost to the Browns. Unheard of for Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Nick Mullins and Nate Sudfeld. These were the quarterbacks we beat. Four of them. Came from a historically bad division. Two of them were backups for the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers. Normally, you would go 49ers, backup QB. They're still spectacular. They had so many injuries last season. That was a 20% of what they are this year. 20% of what they are this year. And then one, again, Ben Roethlisberger, that is a feather in the cap moment because Pittsburgh was riding high, but it was four days rest for Pittsburgh. They played a game on Wednesday because of all the COVID stuff. Then they play us Monday, 5 p.m., None of those quarterbacks are mobile. They were all held to under 20 yards. Okay? We go against Daniel Jones. This could be why. We, we just can't figure it out with mobile quarterbacks, and so we got lucky to beat the Giants. Let's be honest. We got lucky to beat the Giants, had Dexter Lawrence not maybe even perfectly timed that offside jump. Okay? And then Jalen Hurts, Week 17, we won the division. He had eight carries for 34 yards and two touchdowns. What happens if he doesn't get pulled? I think you can make the case we maybe lose that game. It's it's a lot to take in, but do we need to adjust our expectations here, Kdot? What do you think?
1: We need to rewind a few months and adjust our expectations. I mean, I I think that's something that we, as Washington football team fans, for the most part, are guilty of going into the season. Is we did overlook what some of our criticism, uh, some of the people criticizing us were saying, which was that you guys didn't beat anybody last year, and we always overlooked it because of the amount of talent that we saw in the front four um, on that defensive line. And the fact that we were getting Matt Ionitis back, then you look at William Jackson, you say, Oh, we're gonna upgrade, so we gotta be better than we were last year, right? Right, right. No, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, especially when we're starting to really look at what's happening week in and week out, Jack Del Rio needs to catch some a lot of flack right now. He's not adjusting shit. There's no adjustments happening. There are times where you're you're wondering why the front four is not getting pressure, and you're like, well, why don't you dial up a blitz? And he does every once in a while, but if it doesn't get home. It's like they back all the way out of it. It just feels as though no matter what it is they're doing when they're not getting home, then they give up uh, by the time the third quarter rolls around. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. So, like, right now, I don't know what this team is. I have no idea what this team is. I mean, shit, last week we saw Taylor Heineken for the first time playing on the road. We don't know what this team is. We just don't know. There's so many variables. There's so many things that we're just not quite understanding. When you got key guys at quarterback, Brennan St. Juiced, you know he's going to get beat sometimes. You know it. Like it's just going to happen. Especially when you got a defensive back that aren't that aren't communicating properly. The linebacker position is weak. It is. So if you got a defense that is not going playing lights out and not getting the turnovers, which I'm sure if you go and you look at those games, we were getting turnovers last year. We're not getting the turnovers. We're not. We're not going to win. The defense does not to get off the field
0: last last question before we move on and that's a really good point and we're going to get uh, we're getting into the general team talk the defense talk. L- Landon Collins, we were experimenting with that linebacker idea. We talk about needing linebacker help. We've seen some blown coverages from Landon at safety. Are you open to that idea? Do you think it should be explored at this point or do you think hey, we're in the season, doesn't make sense now, what's done is done. Let's just hope for
1: the best. Try it. I mean, shit, I don't know because uh, and we're going to get more into this Atlanta game coming up, but I don't know. If this game doesn't turn out the way we want it to, try anything. Because then we go back to, once again, it's reverting our expectations based on what it is they did last year, which is now need to be considered the exception to the rule if we're not doing it. Which is when Ron Rivera got here, we looked at the quarterback situation, we looked throughout this team, and we said we're in rebuild mode, right? You don't rebuild a team in two years. So if that's the case, then we all need to temper our expectations majorly. And know that we're not a winning team right now. And that last year was just an aberration. And that's the, that's the tempering of expectations that need to occur.
0: And I think you there, there answered it perfectly. If we lose this game, we absolutely must adjust expectations. It is a brutal schedule beyond the Atlanta Falcons. I know the Saints are there, the Chiefs so are there, hard. the Bucks are there, the Raiders, who we were thinking maybe weren't going to be that good 3-0 right now. So Derek Carr the, looks MVP level. looks unbelievable. Now, that's weeks down the line. And let's, let's you know what, let's pivot now, and let's talk about that game, that must-win game against the Atlanta Falcons. They are currently in last place in the NFC South with a 1-2 record. They open up the season at home with a 32-6 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so out, out of the gates, they look terrible. They looked absolutely terrible. Then they go to the reigning champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in Tampa, they lose 48-25. to Matt Ryan throws not one, but two pick sixes to end that game. And then you have the 17-14 win at the New York Giants. Actually a bit of a surprise to me because after we saw what Daniel Jones did against Washington, that they, the Giants would end up winning that game. But they lost the following people to injuries in that game and not even two quarters in. The Giants lost Sterling Shepard wide receiver. They lost Darius Slayton, wide receiver to hamstring injuries, both of them and Blake Martinez, linebacker and defensive captain to a torn ACL. Again, not even two quarters into that game. I think the circumstances helped the Falcons out. They went on a last second field goal. We talked about this being a must win game. KDOT, what are your thoughts on the
1: Atlanta Falcons? So going into this year, Atlanta was my sleeper pick for the NFC to make it a wild card, to make it to the wild card. Um, They're a team where, if I'm looking at offensively, they've got so many talented weapons. Um, I mean, two in particular that everybody knows, and the two that I really just need to highlight, is Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Now, Kyle Pitts hasn't had that breakout game just yet, I do find it promising that he's gotten the amount of targets that he's gotten so far. Just keep feeding the man, and I think that's going to work out for them offensively. Defensively, they have some moments where you're like, "Oh, well they 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 play pretty well." But nobody's looking at this defense and thinking, "All right, they're they're anything really to 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 worry about, right?" Then they got a couple guys that have shown flashes at certain points in time, like Dante Fowler has shown flashes at certain times. Grady Jarrett looks good most of the time. Like there, it's just right now you got the you got an Atlanta team that overall very much in the same boat as we are they don't know what they have (laughs) like that that's the thing is that you're week. we're week three in and you've got two teams that are like hey we are not performing at the level at which we need to if we're going to be anything i think the expectations were a little higher for us than it are for them just because of what it is that the defense has been ranked for us going into this year but atlanta right now i think is looking and saying all right we, we haven't been great, but, I mean, we need to get this kind of turning right away. We've got too many guys on offense to not have it be something. So, I think going into this, you're looking at it as a must-win for both teams. Two teams trying to establish who the fuck they're going to be this year. Yeah,
0: I totally agree with that assessment because, right, like you said. And also, with Atlanta, their expectations, just to keep in mind, look at their division, okay? I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are there. Enough said. Never mind Carolina starting 3-0. and and never mind the New Orleans Saints doing a whole Jekyll and, ugh, Jekyll and Hyde thing right now. I don't know what's going on. You know, the New Orleans Saints, they go and destroy Green Bay. And then the very next week, they just lay an absolute dud against the Carolina Panthers, who we had low expectations for. How real is that Adam Gase effect, by the way? I know you like Sam Darnold. He looks great. With I love right Sam now.
1: Darnold, but I hate Adam Gase. And I've been banging this Adam Gase horn for how long, man? I've been telling you, keep him the fuck away from your franchise. He's a ruiner. He's the most overrated fucking coach maybe in the history of the National Football League. I
0: mean, you get to see Peyton and Eli on Monday Night Football all the time. You could just curse out Peyton for... Bringing Adam GaSe into the fold for as long as Adam GaSe has been. Well,
1: I don't understand. How does nobody understand that the, when Adam GaSe and Peyton Manning are trying to figure out an offense, no one's listening to fucking Adam GaSe. Nobody understood that. <laughs> nobody. Nobody understood that that's the case. Like what? What's happening? Zach Wilson, I'm sorry you just went to the New York Jets a shitty organization, but you're still within the wake of the Adam GaSe syndrome shit that happens. It's a disease. And Sam Darnold. Proud of you, buddy. Proud of you.
0: I actually do think Zach Wilson is going to be really, really good, but definitely not this year. It's going to take some time, but I do think he'll be good. Anyway, but the point about the NFC South is they're good, and it adjusts the Atlanta Falcons' expectations. For us, we were coming from 7-9 and division champs, baby. That's what we were, and we were sort of hoping for the same success, but guess what? The Dallas Cowboys look good. The Philadelphia Eagles, we we don't really know. you know. Again, they went against Dallas this past Monday night. Difficult. Um, and then the New York Giants 0-3 in complete disarray. Don't worry about them. But the point is we felt we could win this division heading into it, but still a must-win game for both. So let's jump into the injury report and then let's get to the Washington football team offense against the Atlanta Falcons defense. Now we normally record this on Thursdays. We're doing this Wednesday this time. So the the report over here for the Washington football team, first things first, Curtis Samuel practice today. And that is big, big news because our offense could certainly use the jolt. Our team K. dot just mentioned it earlier. He was talking about the defense, but hey, the team needs a spark. Maybe Curtis Samuel can provide that spark for us. So he practiced today, he should be activated off of injured reserve. I don't know if he'll play this week, but he will be at, you know, he'll be activated and we'll see what happens there. Brandon Sherp and Benjamin St. Juice both missed practice today. So just something to look out for. If they're both limited tomorrow, feel good about their status. If if they do not practice again, Then it's a conversation. Then they may miss the game for now. Do not practice, but always pay attention to that Thursday injury report a whole lot more than the Wednesday one. And then for the Atlanta Falcons, Marlon Davidson and Russell gauge defensive tackle and wide receiver respectively did not practice today. We will see how they do tomorrow or today at the time of this recording. Now let's move on to the Washington football team offense against the Atlanta Falcons defense. K dot. Why don't you lead us off? What are your thoughts on
1: this matchup here? Uh, this should be another interesting one because we don't know what the fuck we got, right? So, like, what Taylor's showing up this week? So, we got Taylor last week who, at moments and times during the season, oh, we see seen Taylor look progressively worse as the as the weeks have gone on, to a certain degree. I mean, there's a little you you could probably make a case between week one and two, but I think uh, overall, we're just, uh, he's making some real dumb decisions. And I think that that's Taylor just trying to force it. He's a gunslinger. Like I always say, he's, he's your poor man's great value Brett Favre circa 92, right? Like without the art. Like he, he just has those moments where he wants to take all of it in this moment. And you got to tell him, hey – calm down and you heard ron rivera kind of allude to it which is he wanted more of a game manager than somebody who's trying to shame Falco us into a championship right so like there there is an element of the biggest thing to me is what what are we going to see from taylor can he calm down and then with that what are we doing to get taylor to calm down the running game antonio gibson had that great breakout once again, pass to the flat. If you look at those running numbers, they average under three yards of carry. Last week, it's not. It's it's not okay. I still think that they need to feed Jared Patterson some to get him in there. I like Antonio Gibson catching the ball in some space. The Atlanta defense is a defense that can be scored on. I don't think that it's a defense that anybody think of world beaters. It's going to be something that we have to really, really take a look at and see who are we. I don't know what the case of the game Americans. I don't understand what it is that we've got, really. that Curtis Samuel activated, like, gets me excited that we have another tool in the arsenal. Somebody can get the ball out in space. We talked about it, and I've talked about it time and time again. This is a team that plays off of emotion, emotion, emotion. On offense, you could see when Antonio Gibson took that break and he ran it, brings the game alive, right? Yeah. Like we need those dynamic plays. That the uh, that offside, not offside. That onside, but not onside kick that we got. We were in the game again. I'll like throw that they're... in
0: the playbook. By the way, that was incredible. Yeah, dude,
1: I, that was that was insane. That <laughs> was absolutely insane. Hopkins, I'm sorry for anything bad I've ever said about you, but the um the, the, there's certain aspects on offense that I'm just not sure what we're getting. I need the ball to get out. I need Taylor to get into a rhythm. That's what we need is a rhythm for him. If, if, if Scott Turner doesn't have the first 50 plays scheduled out to make sure that this guy's getting to a rhythm, something's wrong with him. We need to get Taylor Heineke just calm. We got to get him calm. And we got to stop beating ourselves, especially offensive line. Terrible fucking penalties at the worst possible times sometimes.
0: So I definitely have some thoughts there. So on the offensive line, terrible penalties. I totally agree. Overall, the pass pro has been decent. Maybe they're getting away with a couple, you know, but all in all, they're playing well, but you're right. You can't have penalty ending drives like that. You know, that's it's unacceptable. It's hard enough with a backup quarterback as high as you and I both are on Taylor Heineke, you know. He needs help. I mean, there's a reason he wasn't round one pick one. There was a reason 32 NFL teams didn't think that he was an actual quarterback and he was about to quit on the sport. I mean, he will need help. He's got talent. He's got some boxy, but he definitely needs the help. So I totally agree. We need to support him. You had mentioned averaging around three yards a carry. The Atlanta Falcons defense allows four and a half yards per carry that could help us stay on the field here. It's, it's going to be one of my keys. But I want to begin with your keys, Dot. So on offense, I think you, you hinted at it already about Taylor Heineke you know, having that support structure for him that falls on Scott Turner, that falls on the running game, that falls on the play calling, falls on the offensive line, not having those mistakes. But if you had to boil it down, aside from that, including that, what would be your keys on the offensive side of the ball against the Atlanta Falcons defense?
1: Run the ball. Run the ball a lot. It helps Taylor, number one, if we're getting it moving. And it gets us in a situation where we could potentially look at third and short without having all – so once you get down the road, then there's just all the problems that you see with the team. So it's like I'm trying to narrow down the keys because it's just – there's so many things I want to say. Run the ball. Get the ball out quick. I need guys in space. Get the ball out quick. Get Taylor going. Get him going.
0: I, okay, no, I, I absolutely love that. So then what that'll do is just sort of lend itself to one of my keys, which is just stay on the fucking field. Offense, just stay on the field. I'm not even asking for points necessarily. Just stay on the field because we have a unit that needs help. And Terry McLaurin put it best. He said, hey, if we can just stay on the field, extend drives, that will lead to points. Naturally, it will lead to points. That helps our defense out. They can stay on Off the field, and they can get rest and they can do what they do best. This team is still excellent at pressuring the quarterback, even in this sort of down year, whatever. Like we said earlier, tied for second in terms of pressures of the quarterback that can only increase and look better as they stay off the field. So, I want the offense to stay on the field by running the ball. Like you said, Atlanta again gives up four and a half yards per carry. Antonio Gibson's a very talented back. This offensive line is playing pretty well. And Atlanta is 23rd in the NFL on defensive third down conversion percentage, which means they can be converted on. Now, we're dead last as an offense. Dead last, 26%. That's abysmal. But we are facing a team at the right time. We are facing a team at the right time. For the second week in a row, it didn't go well against Buffalo. But it could go better this time. Atlanta is not nearly as hostile an environment for Taylor Heineke as at Buffalo with their secondary and their schemes. John Keim, NFL reporter for the team, had mentioned looking at film and going, wow, Buffalo is so, so good in their secondary. It would have confused just about anybody. So props to Heineke. I know he had a rough game, but also props. There were, it could have gone so much worse. It, it really could have. So that was my key number two. Key number one, opening drive points. So far, we have zero. All of last season, we had zero. That's unbelievable. This has to be like 20 games in a row or something like that. Unless we had opening drive points week 17, I can't remember, but through 16 weeks, we certainly had zero. We certainly had zero through 16 weeks. Atlanta, this season, they have given up two touchdowns and a field goal on opening drives. They are giving you points. They want to give you the points. Take the points. It lends itself to staying on the field, convert those third and shorts, and get some fucking points just to start the game, put them in a bit of a hole, that's what i want to see anything else you wanted to add kate on on the side of the ball before we flip
1: it no i think you're dead on man i mean that that's that probably has been the biggest thing that i was noticing about the offense was just how little they are helping the defense out with field position and with that time possession it was insane and it has been pretty bad all season
0: yeah totally agree great great so that's the offensive side of the ball let's flip to what everybody's talking about, the defensive side of the ball, the Washington football team defense against the Atlanta Falcons offense led by Matt Bryan. Dot had mentioned Calvin Ridley. He'd mentioned, oh my gosh, I was about to say Kadeen Wiggins. <laughs> he mentioned Kyle Pitts. So the, there are playmakers on that offense. There's Mike Davis. Cordero Patterson has been a revelation at running back. People have been talking about him being a running back for so long. They've finally done it. And he looks good. He looks good. It gives me cause for concern. K dot. What are your thoughts on this matchup over here, this side
1: of the ball? Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Because I, I I don't know what it is. Because like, all right, I can look through and I say, all right, they're in the Chargers team. There are certain guys that I'm afraid of. Keen Allen. They like they got certain guys there. Um, New York, not really, but I mean um, Galladay plays pretty well. Um this uh th- this this last game of buffalo I mean, Stephon Diggs is a fucking monster. Uh Cole Beasley, fuck you. But um it, it, it like it, it's what it is. Atlanta's guys have freaks. They're just freaks. These are guys that are no they they're home run hitters, if if need be. Kyle Pitts hasn't shown it just yet, but trust me, against some of these linebackers if they don't get the shit together in coverage, he could have a long goddamn day. The defense just needs to get themselves together. They, I think right now, after what it is we've talked about from last season, what we've talked about even when they're looking good as far as the pass pro, it, 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 there, there are certain elements, I think, on the Washington defense that they're resting on their natural laurels and gifts and not scheming themselves into anything uh, successful. I, I want to see them doing things on defense. I just want to see adjustments being made. I don't know what the hell this game is going to be here for us. I mean, we could say all the same things over and over again. We need them to get pass pressure with the front four. Right. We need them to make sure that they're playing good coverage and not getting beat deep. Yeah, of course we need these things, right? But I just want to see something. Like, right now, Atlanta's offense, offensive line looks like they have an opportunity that this defense should eat. We need to eat. So the outcome – I need sacks, multiple sacks. I need turnovers. I need all of these things. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I know in order for me to have any faith in this defense at all going the rest of this year, they need to show up this week. Chase Young talked a big game in that press conference about telling Jack Rio. if anybody, see anybody bullshitting, you come and talk to me. Bring it. Bring it. I just want to see energy. That's what we need is energy from the defense. We need them playing consistent defense and get the fucking – get home. Get home. It's fucking X's and O's. I got nothing on X's and O's. Stop Cordero Patterson. Stop Kyle Pitts. Stop Calvin Ridley. Hit Matt Ryan.
0: I I hope the mic's picking this up right now because I want to give you a standing (laughs) ovation. It's just – again, I think we said it last week, show some pride. Show some pride. You guys are supposed to be one of the best units And this is a delicious, delicious matchup. Okay, again, Matt Ryan threw two pick sixes against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. That's struggling right now. That's struggling. They just got torched by the Rams. They got torched by the Cowboys. And then even Atlanta put up 25, but they still got two pick sixes against this offense. Matt Ryan can't move. Have you seen that guy move? He cannot move. You're not playing Daniel Jones anymore. You're not playing Josh Allen anymore. This is your moment. I talked about... Our wins coming against quarterbacks that don't rush for twenty yards. If you let Matt Ryan rush for twenty yards, what are we right now? One and three. We're going one and sixteen. It's as simple as that. If we let him run for over twenty yards, one and sixteen. We may even stop these preview shows because there'd be no point. All we would tell you is look out for Sunday. Uh, the following times are for apple picking. The follow, like we'll we'll figure out our offseason plans already. This is a golden. Golden opportunity, especially because, KDOT, you had mentioned how explosive the Atlanta Falcons can be. They're choosing not to. Their average, like, their air yards are amongst the lowest in the league. Intended air yards per attempt, they are the lowest. It's like five yards. They're, they're literally throwing it at the line of scrimmage. If we can't guard them at the line of scrimmage, this is it. <laughs> this is the map. We can't, though. <laughs> we can't. But we haven't shown that we can. If you're ever <laughs> going to have a get right game, especially after you just got 43 hung on you in Buffalo, this is it. If you're not going to show pride this week, don't bother showing up the rest of the season. I would have adjusted my expectations too. the opposing offenses are going to do whatever they want. It's as simple as that. If you want to be serious about your season and we have playoff aspirations, especially after last season, you got to beat a team like the Atlanta Falcons an immobile quarterback an offensive scheme that suggests they don't want to go more than 10 yards at a time. Oh, I'm sorry, five. This is golden. This is golden. dot. what are your keys to victory here? You gave the passionate speech. Are there any more specific things or did you want to stick with that? The sacks, the turnovers. Hit Matt Ryan.
1: Get home. Get Hit Matt Ryan. You have to hit him. Like, I don't care if they're Love dialing it. up fucking cover zero blitzes. Get to him. You got to hit him. Get some Like, that That has been... Fr- and I, I get the get some aspect leaves a huge level of what the hell is our secondary going to do? Especially when one half is playing man, the other half is playing fucking zone. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. It just... I I don't know. Him. Just, want, just just hit on I just want... Be physical. That's the key. Be physical. Be physical this game.
0: Okay. Okay, I love that. So... Terrific key. I co signed that. Be physical. Hit Matt Ryan. My two are the exact same I did on offense. Opening drive points. What do Austin Eckler, Daniel Jones, and Emmanuel Sanders have in common? Opening drive touchdowns against our defense. We have gone down 7 nothing in every single game. 1-2 and two is a gift of a record to us. Do not allow an opening drive touchdown. I'd take a field goal. If you offered me a field goal for the Atlanta Falcons to start their game against us, It's all yours going down three, nothing. Or if we put up opening drive points, tied three, three up seven, three, take that in a heartbeat. Do not allow an opening drive touchdown. It's key. Number one and key. Number two, I'd said on offense, stay on the field. Well, here get off the field. It's as simple as that. We are amongst the worst. Second worst. In fact, shout out the Miami dolphins who somehow have a worse third down conversion percentage on defense than we do. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, Get off the field. Atlanta's 25th in the NFL, 33% on their third down conversions on offense. This This is a dream matchup. I've said it 20 times without any sort of rhythm because I'm just passionate. Get off the field. This is the time to do it. Get off the field. Caleb McGarry had mentioned their right tackle. Turnstile right now. He is having difficulty. This isn't Rashawn Slater, Chase. It isn't. It's not the guy who did well in college and also did well in his first NFL start. Good for him. Okay? This isn't Darrell Williams, who was a former All-Pro. This is Caleb McGarry. I was going through Twitter. Atlanta Falcons fans hate this guy. They're like, we don't know what the heck's going on. He's regressed. He was terrible his rookie year, a bit better his sophomore year, but what the heck's going on? They doubt him. So he probably doubts himself. Do it. Get after him. And to KDOT's point, hit Matt Ryan. Hit him. Opening drive points. Get off the field. Hit Matt Ryan. There you have it. So let's get into predictions and prop bets. Dot, the Washington football team favored by one and a half points against the Atlanta Falcons. The game is in Atlanta, and the over-under is 47 and a half. The floor is yours. What is your prediction for this game? I would like a score and winner.
1: This is one which it's just, like you said, Dream matchup, right, could have a damn near nightmare outcome. Like, this is where we're at right now. You use a two franchises that are in must-win situations to salvage whatever's going to happen this year, or to at least to right the ship in some sort of way. I have faith that Washington will get it done. Otherwise, I mean, I'm going to lose faith for everything because Kansas City, Tampa Bay, there's a lot of mean motherfuckers with that coming up. So just to prevent myself wanting to jump out a goddamn window, I'm going to predict Washington wins. This line's up for us. We should win this game. But I know that there's a lot of Atlanta people saying the exact same fucking thing. Um, give me 24-14, Washington over Atlanta. We only score the points because Antonio Gibson, somebody just takes one and breaks it out. Probably just something stupid. We'll probably look shitty the rest of the time. And I get the defense getting home to Matt Ryan. I think Chase Young has his game, his breakout game, is I'm here, I'm here again. And the defense plays lights out, and we can, we can get that. I think maybe one of those touchdowns is some of the defense. On
0: touchdowns. the defensive side, I love it. Uh, so we're not, we're not too far off there. Um, I also believe Chase Young will get a sack. In fact, that's a prop bet. I would love Chase Young getting a sack this week. I refuse to believe, and now it's a 17-game season instead of 16, but I refuse to believe he goes an entire quarter of a season at any point without a sack. So I think Chase Young will get one. That's a prop bet I like. Uh, I'll get to another one right after this. I've got Washington 27, Atlanta 21. I'm also picking Washington to win this game. Uh, With Taylor Heineke at the helm, we put up 21 points and we put up 30 points. So the offense is putting up some points. And Atlanta has given up about 30 a game. 32 to Philadelphia. If you take away the two pick sixes, that's still 34 against Tampa Bay. And they put just the 14 for the New York Giants, but they lost half their offense before the second quarter. So I think, assuming no injuries or anything like that, 27 points is reasonable for our squad. And 21, because I do think the defense gets right. Give me a defensive score. Give me Antonio Gibson. Have yourself another day over here. That's what I like. Uh, Sort of a fun prop bet. K-Dot, you may like this because you're high on Kyle Pitts. Austin Eckler, running back. Daniel Jones, quarterback. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver. All have opening drive touchdowns. How about Kyle Pitts' first touchdown scorer of the game at tight end? I don't know what the odds are yet. They haven't released those. But please have a look because it's terrific value because we have been giving up opening drive touchdowns to anyone and everyone. So just for the value, I hope it doesn't happen. But Kyle Pitts, first touchdown scorer of the game. Could be very, very good. I,
1: I am looking at a lot of prop stuff when it comes to Kyle Pitts this week. Because yeah. as much as we're saying things shake up for us, Kyle Pitts needs a breakout game. And I think if this defense doesn't act right, it could be his get right game.
0: Could be his get right game. A lot of opportunities for
1: get right games for both these teams. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. All right. So dot has Washington 24, Atlanta 14. I have Washington 27. Atlanta twenty one. We are both predicting a Washington football team victory. When we have done that, we are one and zero. We've only done that with the New York Giants. So hopefully, we finish two and zero here. This is district divided. I am Amit. That is K Dot. This is the Washington football team preview show. This time, releasing on a Thursday. Normally on Fridays, but this time had to be on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the game Sunday, one p.m. on Fox, and we will see you guys next week, hopefully with a two and two record take it easy
1: make changes jack del rio or i'm gonna be asked for greg williams to take that job
0: i miss greg man